Rediscovering church, rediscovering the benefits of church attendance. Um, rediscovering the powerful benefits of belonging to a biblically-based local church. Biblically-based. I can join a church. In fact, there are a few in the area that have nothing to do with Jesus. They, in fact, in their door, on the door, they tell you they don't really have anything to do with Jesus. And some that do say they have something to do with Jesus, but they don't really talk about him. They don't really follow him. So joining a biblically-based local church will revive your heart and deepen your knowledge and your spirit while you're in God's house. Will do. Some people will never see the awesome benefits of belonging to a local church body. Because the church has become less and less relevant as the years wane. That is a shame. That is contrary to the Bible. That is contrary to what we're going to teach in this house. And God wants to bless you for being in the house of God. Now you're here today, or you're here with us online. And that's that's great. I'm glad to have you guys. But my question is going to be this. You're going to hear me say this a lot. Are you just here or are you actually here? There's a difference. We are built to be part of a family, a friend group, a team group, some sort of group. Not all groups are good. Some of us will join that family and that community in a local church. Some of us will not. And we'll turn to gangs or cults or sport groups. Not all groups are bad. Not all groups are going to be beneficial for you. And nothing is going to serve you like joining a local church body. So to rediscover is to discover again, to encounter a place, thing, or experience you have encountered in the past. Happiness repeated, placing a fresh or renewed value on something, or to revalue something. Rediscovering church, Psalm chapter 92, verses 12 to 14. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age, and they shall be fresh and flourishing. Isn't that amazing? If we're planted in with the local body, we shall still bear fruit even in old age. Your age is not a factor in whether you're going to bear fruit or not if you're, if you're planted in the house of God, if you're planted in the local body. Psalm 36, 8 says, They are abundantly satisfied by the fullness of your house, and you give them drink from the river of your pleasures. Wow. We go chasing after pleasures all the time. We find it in drugs. We find it in other people. We find it in alcohol. But if we're planted in the house, we're going to find that in God. And if we find that in God, we don't have to go other places to find those things that satisfy us. I'm guilty of doing the wrong thing myself. So please don't take what I say as, you know, condemnation. I'm just as guilty as anybody. The church is a people who are joined together to live, to go after their dreams to pray, to worship, 
to grow, to change, to marry, to raise families, to go through hard times and good times together. 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 To rediscover church is to rediscover the unity and family that lives live as a cohesive unit. Wow, what would happen if we really got there? What would happen if we really got there? We want to see you grow. Many people have probably wondered how can the church function without the pastor in the building. Some churches can't. But this church has a great elder team. Great elder team. Things, decisions have been made on the fly today that you guys probably have no idea. Because the elders and the leadership got together and we figured it out. Well, it was, it was, it's awesome. And you should pray for our elders because they have to put up with me. I am blunt as hitting a brick wall. Which means sometimes I don't say things in the right manner. So, forgive me. I mean the best. I do. And uh, sometimes I don't always say things the right way. You'll probably hear that today. Just saying. But I feel like I belong in this house. No matter what, I may bump heads with the elders and the other leaders of this house from time to time. Maybe even on a Sunday, Sunday by Sunday basis, I may bump heads with one of them. Brother James' dad here laughed because he and I have bumped heads more than once over things. But you know what? I don't feel like I cannot disagree with him and like I don't belong in this house just because I disagree with one of our elders. I still belong here. I can disagree with all the elders, and I never felt like I'm not supposed to be here. They've never made me feel like I don't belong in this house. And I hope and I pray that each and every person in this room and online with us feels like you belong in this church. Because belonging means I'm part of something where I can give and I can receive. Give and receive. Belonging means that I feel love, acceptance, affection. And I'm cared for and I care for others in return. I told you I'm blunt. I may be honest with you, and it may not always feel good, but I care for you. I wouldn't say anything if I didn't love you. So just be ready. If you ask me how, you, how I feel about something, I'm going to be honest with you. If, you. if you're not ready to handle it, don't ask me. But I love you. I really do love you. To belong means I am not useless. I can make a difference. Everyone say that. I can make a difference. I can make a difference. If you are in this house and you are breathing, you can make a difference. You can make a difference. You are important. You are important to God first. And you are important to the leadership of this house from the pastor on down. You may not always feel that way. But your feelings can lead you astray if you're not careful. Benefits to belonging to his house. There's a lot of them. This is not a short list. I'll keep it as brief as possible. 
Definition of a benefit is something that aids or promotes well-being to gain advantage or to be improved by or to receive favor. To receive favor. Let me read a few scriptures for you talking about the Lord's blessing. Psalm 68 verse 19. Blessed be the Lord who daily, daily loads us with benefits. The God of our salvation. Psalm 103 2. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. Psalm 106.5, that I may see the benefit of your chosen ones, that'd be us, that I may rejoice in the gladness of your nation, that I may glory in your inheritance. Jesus is our inheritance. And with Jesus as our inheritance, we lack nothing. Psalm 116.12 says, What shall I render to the Lord for all of his benefits towards me? Let me give you a hint. There is nothing you can give back to him that's going to match what he gives to you. And he's not expecting anything back other than your love. You don't have to do anything to earn his love. In fact, I pray on a regular basis, Father, thank you for your love because it is perfect. There is nothing I can do to earn it. And there is nothing that I can do to lose it. Benefit number one of belonging and actively participating in a church. Actively. Connecting with God. How many of you can say this? I used to feel close to God, but over the years it somehow slipped away. But since going back to church, I sense God in my life again and it means so much to me. I didn't go to church for years. My family played church as I was growing up. But I got active in a church. And let me tell you what, the presence of God was so much stronger in my life. The church is a great place to connect with God of the Bible. God of the Bible. Through the power of the Holy Spirit. Through a relationship with Jesus. Connecting with the God of the Bible through the Holy Spirit, through a relationship with Jesus. If you don't have that relationship, talk to someone. Talk to someone today. If you don't have that relationship, put your hand up and we'll get someone with you. And we'll pray with you and we'll help you make that relationship right now. Okay, no hands, just making sure. Want to be good on my word. If I'm going to say we're going to do it, let's do it. We don't connect to a thought, a philosophy, or a divine essence. This is not the God in me. This is the God of the Bible that rules above the heavens, that the universe is contained in. We connect to a person. His name is Jesus. We connect the Bible Through the Bible way and not our way. Through the illumination, conviction, repentance, faith, conversion, justification, and new creation. I am not the same person I was before I got to know Jesus. I am a new creation. And be thankful for that. 2 Corinthians 4.6 says, For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of the darkness who has shown in our hearts to give the light of knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. 
We don't worship or serve just some random energy. We serve a God who we can see the face of in the man, Jesus Christ. The church helps us connect with God through prayer and worship with the congregation. We encounter God in a new powerful presence encounter in the life-changing experience. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is freedom in the house when the Spirit of the Lord is here. And if you're here, you're bringing the Spirit of the Lord with you. Are you chained down or bound down by something? Fear, doubt, addiction to drugs, addiction to alcohol, pornography, which the church doesn't like to talk about. In the Spirit of the Lord, there is freedom from all of these things. You get that by joining together with the body when we get together. Your personal times of prayer and worship help you build the foundations of Jesus Christ. Those are the stones that you lay when you get on your knees and in your prayer closet to pray and to read the word of God. You're forming a stone that's going to form that foundation for your spiritual life. However, communal times of prayer and worship are the mortar between the bricks. Most stone walls have some form of mortar that holds the bricks together. There are very few instances of a wall that's been built without mortar. Why? Because it's a lot harder to do, and that mortar is so important to hold those bricks together. You cannot be an island unto yourself. You need to be a part of the house of God. And there are benefits for it. The church is, is a place to connect with God through the Holy Spirit, using other people to pray for you. Using other people. Normally, that would be a bad thing. Using other people? Yeah, you don't want to use other people most of the time. But you know what? If you're going through something, give me a shout. I'll pray for you. Send me a text message. Call me up. Message me on Facebook. Send me a smoke signals. Whatever it takes, let me know and I'll pray for you. And the same goes for people in this house. That's the benefit. One of the benefits is you can get prayer, and through that prayer, you can connect to God. You're struggling with your faith. Give us a shout. We'll pray that God shows himself to you in a mighty way. Experiencing love and forgiveness. Benefit of being in the church. How many can say this? Not everything in my life has turned out the way I imagined. I'll put my hand up. <clears throat> the support and acceptance I received at church has given me hope for a brighter future. Man, what a wonderful statement. When we come into a true church and a real community of believers, we will encounter the unconditional love and indescribable forgiveness of God to us freely. It is a community of grace. The symbol of Christianity is the cross, not the scales. And we're talking the scales of justice. God wants you to remember the cross where the scales of justice were broken. You are no longer responsible for those things that you've done in your past. You are free. Psalm 54.10, Though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord. 
Who has compassion on you? Wow. That's our God. <clears throat> when we receive forgiveness, we receive the ability to forgive others and to, for, to forgive ourselves, excuse me, and to forgive others. We can and should let go of our past and we let go of the hurts from others. We stop blaming and being angry with someone, including ourselves. We forgive and move on, letting go of grudges, resentments, and hatred. Enjoy spiritual growth. Benefit number three of being longing to a house. I have always felt close to God, but the Bible teaching, worship songs, and relationships with Christian friends I have found at church has made a huge difference. I can say that one too. Spiritual growth is possible for you and is God's desire for your life when you commit to Christ and then connect to a biblically-based, life-giving, Christ-preaching, Holy Spirit-empowered church. You will grow. If you are unfulfilled and frustrated with yourself, it might be that you are not spiritually growing and transforming your life and character as needed. Only you know that. Ephesians 4.16, from who the whole body joined together and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effect of working by which every part does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. That's a long part of scripture that Paul is talking about how we are all here for a purpose. My purpose is not your purpose. Your purpose is not for us purpose. For his purpose is not Jeff's purpose. We're all here for different things. But when we all join together, working in one accord, moving in one direction, this body grows, not just in numbers, but in spiritual depth and effectiveness in our community. Spiritual growth is a process and a work of the Holy Spirit in you. This work is best when you are committed to a church, a body of people who are together growing and through their gifts and ministries, you grow also. The church will teach you how to grow. It'll walk you through the steps of water baptism, being filled with the Spirit, learning to pray, learning to worship, growing in the Word, learning how to read the Word, and actual growth is for you. But here's the kicker. Your growth is, is based on whether or not you put forth the effort into it. That includes being an active member of the church. Number four, benefit number four, establishing friendships and relationships. Wow, what if we got our friendships in the church instead of at the bar or at the ball game? Some of those friendships are beneficial. Many of those friendships are not nearly as beneficial as what could happen if you connect to a biblically-minded Christian who can help you along your path. <clears throat> we all at different times may experience loneliness, isolation, disillusionment, fear, hurt, disappointments in relationships, uh, intimate health. Intimate, healthy friendships and relationships to others are their hub in which a person's life revolves. In church, we learn to relate, to be joined with people, and to grow with people. <clears throat> Galatians chapter 6, verse 2. I would be remiss if I did not bring this one up. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfilling the law of Christ. How do I show you I love you? I help you understand and to bear your burden. 
I help you to understand and to bear your burden. Most people have contact with 500 to 2,500 acquaintances each year. I find that number ridiculously high. Personally, I'm not sure that 2,500 number I ever get to. I might see 2,500 people a year, but I'm not sure I would say I have 2,500 acquaintances. <clears throat> we have 20 to 100 core friends, but we have 1 to 7 intimate friends. Those are the friends that we allow to pour into our lives. <clears throat> Church provides a context for this to become a reality, where friendships are formed that can last a lifetime. My friends become my children's friends. We do church together. We do life together. Church provides consistency to an atmosphere, a place to meet, to pray, to worship, to do ministry together, to serve together, and to meet friends together. Uh, Robert Louis Stevenson said this, So long as we love, we serve. No man is useless while he is a friend. Not while he has a friend, but while he is a friend. Guarantee of a healthy family life, healthier family life. <clears throat> Having a covenant relationship to Christ means you are a person of covenant character. You understand commitment. This carries over to how you do relationships. Fathers, husbands, you have a huge, huge responsibility to your family. Beth and I saw a picture on Facebook, and I don't know if it's 100% accurate, but I'd be willing to bet it's mostly accurate. Husbands that are converted first, 90% of the time, the family is converted also. Wives who are converted first, 30% of the time. Children who are converted first, 12% roughly. The Bible tells us that fathers have a huge role in profiting and leading their families. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. Having a church will help you raise your family. There is teaching on parenting. There has been teaching on parenting in this church before. There are groups called mom-to-mom -mom activities, which if someone wanted to start one, again, that's a small group idea. That's a national organization that does a lot of good. Um, children's classes, teaching on how to live and develop character, youth ministries. Um, I'm not going to plug that, although I should. Youth, bring your friends. Um, <clears throat> we always, your teens are going to hear us say the same things that you are, but they're going to be coming from a different voice. We're not going to teach your, key, your teens something different than what you're teaching them at home. And if you're not sure about that, ask us. Beth and I will be more than happy to let you know what we're teaching your kids. <clears throat> Having a strong and active life will help your children. I'm going, to get, I'm going to run through this list real quick. You can see it on the board. Tegan, throw them up as just fill the whole list and then wait for me to go on to the next one and then fill the whole list, all right? Increasing the average life expectancy of your children by eight years. Your kids live longer because you had an active participation in the church. Significantly reduce your children's risk of alcohol, drugs, and tobacco. 
dramatically lower the risk of suicide. Help them rebound from depression 70% of the time. Faster. 70% faster. Dramatically reduce the risk of committing a crime. Improve their ability at school. Reduce the risk of rebelliousness. Reduce the likelihood that you, they will binge drink in college. I didn't go to a dorm college, so I never had that uh, pleasure. Uh, improve their odds to having a very health, happy life. Not sure how you measure a happy life, but they say mo- more students who had an active church community when they were growing up are happy. Um, provide them with a lifelong moral compass. Provide children with a caring extended family. Get them to wear seatbelts more often. It will statistically improve the odds that they will lead an active church life in their adult years. Within four years of a generation, or within four generations of a generation saying that church is not a priority, the entire family is out of the building. Parents say that I don't, I'm not going to make church an active part of my life. They may go to church, but they don't really participating. The next generation says, well, I'll go to church when I feel like it. By the third or fourth generation, they don't even go to church. This data that I just read you is supported by research from Duke University, Indiana University, the University of Michigan, the Center for Disease Control, Barna Group, Gallup, Pew, National Institute for Health and Research. Study after study after study has proven this. Not participation in sports, although that has benefits. Not participation in the Boy Scouts. I am an eagle. I'm very, very happy and very much enjoyed my time in the Boy Scouts. It is not the same as belonging to a local church community and being a participant in a local church community. Active parenting is vital. It takes a caring village to raise a child. Extended families stimulate the intellectual, social, and spiritual development of children through long-term caring relationships. And good churches provide this for you. Simply put, in a search for what works, researchers keep turning up active participation in a faith community as one consistent potential factor for raising up children to be successful. You want a benefit, tangible benefit for church? Your kids are going to benefit. Every time. Last benefit. Achieving life balance or balance in life. It is real easy to let your life get out of whack. Work, spiritual relationships, your marriage relationship, it all is demanding your time, money, focus, And it's real easy to put it all this way or all that way. In fact, if you've heard me speak very often or even just talk to me, I'm a big fan of the pendulum idea. The pendulum swings back and forth on a clock, right? One way or the other is an extreme where the middle is balance. Humanity likes to go to the extremes. We don't like to spend time in that balance. Connecting to a local church will help you find balance. The church is a life-teaching place. We believe in living life and living it to the fullest. And let me tell you what, this church does believe in you living your best life, your fullest life. The life that Jesus said, I have come to give you and more abundantly. 
God desires to favor you, to bless you, to honor you, to prosper you, and to make you successful in life. This church, this local body can help you. Ecclesiastes 1.1, there is an appointed time for everything, and for everything there is a time for an event under the heavens. There is a time to do everything. There's a time for work. There's a time for family life. There's a time to go to church. Don't let one become so out of whack that the others don't, aren't, aren't even a priority in your life. False balance is an abomination to the Lord, Proverbs 11.1. 1. You know, I always thought about this as, um, you know, if I'm measuring something, I'm, I'm trying to treat people fairly. Well, what happens if I'm not treating myself fairly by not using an honest weight to measure my life? It's an abomination to the Lord for me to use an unfair weight to return money to you or to, to give you something. But it's an abomination of the Lord to use an unfair weight for myself also. Got to let yourself be free to have a balanced life. You can't tell your buddy or your coworker that they should take less time at work and take some time off and then work every day of the week yourself. <clears throat> Final thoughts. I'm wrapping up. <clears throat> going to church is not the end-all, be-all of being a Christian. Yes, I've told you six benefits of going to church and being an active member of a church body. But going to church does not save you. Going to church can keep you saved. Going to church can keep you actively pursuing God. But going to church does not save you. Going to church, sitting in the pew week after week, listening, quote-unquote, to the sermon, but not really hearing. Participating, quote-unquote, into the worship, but never really actually involving yourself. Talking to a few people, but never truly connecting, will do nothing for you or almost nothing for you. You're checking a box off. Please don't be that person. We don't want you to be that person. We want you to be an active person who gets something from this church. And we're offering everything we can offer. Are you going to connect? Are you going to step into it? Remember the story of the man who had not gone to church for a while. Pastor's told this story many times. He hasn't been in a while. His pastor comes to him. He invites him in without saying a word. The pastor walks up to the fireplace, pulls an ember out, and sets it off by its side. They sit down. No one says a word. The ember starts to go cold pastor puts the ember back in the fire. The ember reheats up and relights. The man says, thank you for the sermon, pastor. I'll see you in church next Sunday. You cannot do this on your own. You are not meant to do this on your own. You are not an island unto yourself. Gather with the body. Gather with us. Talk with us. Let us know if you've got problems. All we can do sometimes is pray. But man, prayer answers, answers everything. Everything. To rediscover the benefits of a church is to become an active member of the church. To show up, to interact, to participate in worship, to fellowship with your other believers, to pray with people and for people, to volunteer. Yeah, I'm, I'm plugging that whole volunteer thing. This church is always seeking volunteers. Always. We're always looking to grow and do new things. <clears throat> Don't expect the leadership to do everything. Allow the activity of church to change your mind, 
heart, and feelings as you grow more and more in love and loved by the head of the church, Jesus Christ. And finally, come as you are. Active church participation means that you come as you are. Were you at the bar last night? Come to church. Were you high this week? Come to church. Is your marriage failing? Come to church. Doesn't matter what the, but I'm doing this. Come to church anyway and be real with us. Take the mask off. Don't hide it. And let us be real with you.